If you, you've been rolling? Okay, roll it. Uh, in a meeting today earlier, and uh, in the meeting, well, having conversation, and after the meeting was concluded, then we just kind of talk about some spiritual things. And, uh, and one of the things that came up in the meeting, a person was telling me, that I don't know what it is, Pastor. It's just, you know, I find myself just praying. Just praying. I said, amen. That it's, it's that time. We're called into prayer. There's a specific calling into prayer. It is on purpose. Okay, we pray all the time. Come on, Bible says pray without ceasing, so we pray all the time. But then there's a certain time where there is emphasis that's put on a thing. And now God has called our church with emphasis into prayer. If you have not been praying on a consistent basis or have a time of prayer, Please get one. Okay. I'm going to tell you now, those of you that you're waking up in the middle of the night and, and you, I have, I'm uh, insomnia, I can't go to sleep. Let me tell you, use those times because I can't tell you whether the Holy Ghost is waking you up or keeping you up, but I can tell you if you're up, use it. Okay. For some of us, the Holy Ghost is waking us up. For the rest of us, we just off schedule. But whatever it is, that is a t- it is an opportunity to move into prayer. Go into it. And just like you just did a second ago, you need to abandon your English, your native tongue. Because what we're up against now, you may not have the right words to say to address the issue. Because sometimes you can say all you know to say. You know, all the stuff that's in you then you can get your prayer that avails much book and pray those prayers. And then when you run out of those words, when you run out of those words, that thing still might be coming and pushing back against you. So many times we just need to just abandon our native tongue and go into our heavenly language. The Bible says in Romans chapter number eight that when we're praying in the Holy Ghost, When we're praying in that manner, we're by the Holy Ghost helping us, helping our weakness, our infirmities, because we don't know what we should pray as we ought to. And the Holy Ghost begins to pray on our behalf through our spirit, us allowing the Holy Ghost to use our mouth. What happens is the Bible says that the prayer that the Spirit of God is praying through us is the perfect prayer. All right, y'all don't believe me. Go to Romans chapter 8. I didn't mean it, but let's go there. Romans chapter number 8. Glory to God. Look there around verse number 26. Okay, y'all don't mind me going in right here. I'm not real formal right now. I'll get there, I think, in a second. But let me just go here. Romans chapter number 8. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> and verse number 26. What, I, what, I, what I'm really trying to get us to do and to understand and embrace is that you and I, based upon our text in James 5, you and I have power. God has given us power. Now watch this now. The power is not our power. It's God's power. But God's power is flowing through us. So we're operating in God's power. 
And as we operate in God's power, it is just like God doing it himself. I need that to rest on you and settle on you. See, when the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you, it's not you that's praying. Can I say that again? When the Holy Ghost is praying through you and I, it's not you and I praying. It is the Holy Ghost praying on our behalf. We have just allowed our vocals, chords, our tones, and our tongues to be utilized of the Holy Ghost. Because he would be illegal in the earth without a body. So we have to lend him our body. Hallelujah. He ain't going to make you speak or pray in tongues. You have to yield to him. Mary said, be it unto me, as it relates to Jesus coming forth, the angel speaking to him. She said, be it unto me according to your word. She had to give, watch this, the angel permission. For God to do this. If she would have said no and stayed in that place of, 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 of indifference and contemplation, nothing would have ever happened. But when she yielded herself, it was then that the Holy Ghost was able now to come in. Overshadow her. And plant the seed of Jesus in her. Mm. So when we, you and I, when we're flowing in the Holy Ghost, when the Holy Spirit has been granted permission. I know that sounds crazy to hear that a human can tell God what to do. But your will is the strongest force on this earth. Not even God will break it. It has to be yielded. And when we yield ourselves, the Holy Spirit now can come in and pray through us. And when the Holy Spirit is praying through us, we will not miss everything that God wants to do. He will do because he has heard what he needed to hear. So it's like God talking to himself. But because of our weakness, it's the same substitutionary act that Jesus did on the cross for us. It's the same thing that happens again. So when God wants, even this, when God wants to bring judgment down on us because of our mistakes and our sins, he can't do it because there's the blood. How are you going to do that? So when God wants to do that, when God looks at us, he sees the blood and he can't do anything about it because his son paid for that already. So that is why we have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So now here it is. When God sees Jesus, his son, watch this, himself, he can't kill himself. He already let it happen once already. So when he sees himself, he can't put a knife to himself. Sacrifice has already been paid. What God required had already been met. So when he sees himself, what are you going to do? Stab himself again? No, sir. No, ma'am. He's not going to do it. So it's that same substitutionary type act that's taking place when the Holy Ghost is praying on our behalf. I told you before and I'll tell you again. Trust me. God's not going to come in covenant with you and I 
and expect us to keep our end of the bargain knowing how human we are. How he going to trust us? So he had to swear by himself. How he going to trust us? Come on. All right. Maybe he can trust you. How many of y'all has, have had some bad days? And you, you, you know, you broke some spiritual laws. Okay, I just want to make sure. How can God trust you when times get real tough? Because mostly when people get under pressure, they start lying and they start squirming and doing stuff. Okay, all right, that's too real for y'all. When we get under pressure, we start doubting. Well, some of us have overcome that. But give you the right situation, we'll see how you, you fare. So he swears by no man, he swears by himself. Y'all indulge me, he swears by himself. And so now here it is, when the Holy Spirit's praying, he's actually praying to himself. God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Romans 8, I'm sorry. Pull that back for me. Y'all there? Look at what it says. Verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Infirmities is that word weakness. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself, King James Version the proper translation is himself maketh intercession for who? For us, not for nobody else, but for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Look at what it says in the Amplified. So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. I could not find those things. They're too deep for me. Watch it. Let me go on. Back in the King James, verse 27. And he that searcheth the heart, knowing what is the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession, watch this, for the saints according to the, what? Will of God. Amplified. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the spirit intercedes and pleads before God, In behalf of the saints, according to and in harmony with, come on, God's will. Amen. So when the Holy Ghost is praying on our behalf, what we were weak in that we could not pray. We didn't know the right prayer to pray. Holy Spirit knows exactly the right prayer to be prayed and prays it on our behalf. Because the things that needed to be said was too deep for my utterance. I couldn't say it. This was deeper than me. I couldn't have found it even if I looked for it. 
but he helps me. Hallelujah. So when tough things come like this, abandon your native tongue. If you're not filled, baptized with the Holy Ghost, tonight is your night in Jesus' name. You need, there's no need to debate whether you should speak in tongues, pray in tongues. You need the aid of the Holy Ghost. It's not, you can't figure this out in your mind. This is beyond your mind. This is beyond rationale. You can't rationalize this. This thing comes out of your spirit. If you're caught up on how you sound, you got to get over yourself, really. Really, you got to get over yourself. Okay? I had to do that, hearing myself back on tape and then on CD. I don't like to hear myself when I play myself back after I minister the word. I don't like to hear myself back. How many of y'all like to hear yourself back? I know, I thought I was right. I don't like to hear myself back. Okay, I had to get over me and start listening to the content. And it started blessing me. I, listen to, I can listen to what the Lord had given me to preach, and I get all fired up, like, yeah, preach. Ooh, oh, that's me. <laughs> I be, ooh. I mean, I be moving like, ooh, yes, oh. You know, I'm serious, I'm serious. I come away crying and stuff. <laughs> So you got to get over yourself and just go for it. Y'all with me? James 5, and I got to end. Glory to God. As we're dealing with this prayer summit at James 5, as we're dealing with this prayer summit, do not forget who the enemy is that we're fighting. The enemy is the flesh. Remember, we established that. The flesh is adversarial towards anything spiritual. Prayer is a spiritual activity. Oh, my God. Prayer is a spiritual activity that is born out of our spirit. The flesh is an enemy to this spiritual activity. The flesh always stands in the way of what God wants to do. Oh my God. Oh, my God. The flesh is given life by my lower nature. That's me reverting back to the old man. I have to learn. You have to learn. We have to learn how to live in this new life. Bible says, if, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Isn't that what the Bible says? Creature, or here's a better translation, creation. That's why salvation is the act of being born again or born anew or born from above. I am not who I was. And it is not determined by my house. It's determined by who I really am, my spirit. I'm not who I used to be. 
That's the truth. And if that is the truth, and it is the truth, then why do I behave like my old man? Yeah, because we've been so trained. The old man has trained us so. We got to learn how to live this new life. Hallelujah. Oh, this is so good. Glory to God. So now, knowing that prayer is a spiritual activity, watch this. It says there in James chapter 5, verse number hmm, 13. Is any among you afflicted? King James Version. Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them do what? Pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he uh, have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your fault one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I got to hit 16 in the Amplified, but I'll do that in a minute. My key is right here, verse 17. Elias was a man subject to like passions. Y'all see that? As we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Right? Verse 17 again, right there in the middle, says, And he prayed earnestly. That it might not rain, and it rained not. Verse 18. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain. The Amplified says it like this. Hmm. 17. Elijah was a human being with a nature such as we have, with feelings, affections, and a constitution like ours. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain. And no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. Write this reference down. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse number 1. That's the background of what we're sharing here that James is sharing. Verse number 18 says, And then he prayed again, and the heavens supplied rain, and the land produced its crops as usual. Here's a reference for you. 1 Kings 18, verses 42 through 45. Gives us, James gives us the, it's telling us the reference of this particular story of Elijah. Now, I have to close it because of time, but let me share this with you just to stir you up again as to what we had already said. Looking at this story, this scripture in James goes, takes us back to 1 Kings to Elijah. We find out that God had to bring judgment upon a land. Mm. But God needed someone in the earth. And that's where we're going to pick up next week when we come back Tuesday. 
Because I want you to know that God will use a man. Okay? But God needed someone on the earth so that his plan can be executed in the earth. Y'all with me? It was God's idea for the famine to show up. Remember a few moments ago I talked about a shaking that takes place? How the shaking will take place, how that we all may experience the shaking that's going on. But then those things that are not supposed to be connected will fall off. A famine shows up. Everybody's affected by the famine. Y'all with me? It was God's plan for this famine. He could not do it until there was someone who would cooperate with him. Elijah was a man of prayer and the Bible says, and he prayed. More specifically, it says that he prayed that it would not rain. How would he know to pray that it would not rain? Except he was in communication with God. How would you know to do something? Oh, my Lord. That someone else wanted unless you were in contact with them. How would you know what I would be thinking right now and what I was going to do except I told you what I was going to do? You, won't, you would not be able just to sit there and say, you know what, I think Pastor Hodge wants to do this. So let's do this. How would you know what I'm thinking unless I have revealed to you what's on my mind? Everybody don't, everybody don't know what I like. A lot of people think, I know what pastors like. You don't know. You think you know because you saw somebody else doing it. You don't really know what I like. Because when you give me something, I will receive it with a smile and a thank you because it is in your giving. And it is in my receiving of what you have given that causes the blessing to reciprocate back to you. But that don't mean that the gift you gave me is what I like. You might not ever see me with it on. But you can't be offended because the blessing is that you gave it. And it was received. Okay. Now, here's my point. You got to understand. Here's my point. You would not know what I what I would want or what God would want. Except God had already revealed it to you. So this man could not just happen upon just a a fumble upon a prayer for it not to rain. That's too serious. So then understanding what prayer is, prayer is, write this down if you don't have it anywhere in your notes anywhere ever, write this down that prayer is a lifestyle. It's not just a moment when we call you to pray. When we call you to pray, what we're doing is we're reaching into what you already do and we're calling you now to direct your attention to this. Amen. So when you do that, when we call for a special time of prayer, it should it should aggravate nobody. Because you already know, you already are a person who is a praying person anyway. Yes, yes, 
You don't have to ask me to pray. I always pray. So when we call for prayer, you get excited. You, you don't get all upset. Oh, now we got to pray. You can tell who are the ones who pray by their attitude towards prayer. Amen. Our church should know right now that we're in this special concentrated time of prayer because there is something that you and I got to engage in because God wants to do something in the earth. So we need to tap in right now for this major move, this major tidal wave to come. Yeah. Yeah. Glory to God. So Elijah was a man of prayer anyway. And so when he prayed that it would not rain, he tapped into what God wanted to do anyway. In fact, he tapped into the will of God. And, was, and God was able to, able to release on the earth. Shut everything down. Now, here's why this is so amazing. Because in the midst of famine, God will always take care of you. Come on, three and a half years, it does not rain. There is famine. And this man is sustained. Took him to a piece of water. And because he has authority over things that fly, he chooses out of all of the birds that there are, their nature and what they do and their purpose, and he interrupts the raven, a dirty bird. Eat anything, they're like buzzards. Interrupts a raven. And redirects the raven with meat. Mm. Lord have mercy. Said you go to the the lake Cherith. I'm going to feed you there. So not only did he get food, but he had something to drink. Then when it dried up, it dried up on purpose. Because while you, hey, my God, when you're in the midst of a shaking, you cannot depend on yourself. You have to stay connected to God. You must depend on God with every step. You don't have the opportunity to depend on your own thought. When your own thought comes, you have to tear that down, throw that down, casting down imagination. You have to tear, tear, throw that thing down because you cannot afford to miss God in this place. The lake dried up. Most people say, oh, what am I going to do? Not at all. When you're a person of prayer, you're in communion, communion, communication with God. God's talking to you. You're talking to God. God says, here's the next instruction. It's like walking like this. Here is the next instruction, God says. Go to the city. There's going to be a woman there. She's going to feed you. 
He doesn't always, oh my God, he doesn't always tell us what we're going to find when we get there. He'll just tell us that I have provision for you there. He gets to the, the man goes from the, the place, the lake has dried up. The brook has dried up. No more ravens. He goes to the city. There's a woman gathering sticks. Remember, it's famine. Gathering sticks. So that she can make a fire. Take her last bit of meal. Make some biscuits. Pancakes, whatever it was she's going to make. For her and her son to have their last meal. How you say that, Hodge? Because once the prophet gets there, sees what she's doing, and he asks her what she's doing. She said, I'm going to get ready to make, some, make a cake for me and my son. We can eat it. And he, she told him what she was going to do. She let him know that we were having our, getting ready to have our last meal. And after we have our last meal, because there is nothing else, we're going to die. She had death on her mind. He, she told him what she had on her mind, death. He boldly said, make me one first. You have to stay in communion with God. You have to stay in, God will have you do some crazy things that might hit CNN, but you got to be able to stand up even in the midst of CNN. The reason why, watch this now, I'm going to bring it out of the Bible for a second and give you an example. There were several ministers that had been challenged by the news media. Several ministers. Several. One by the last name of Dollar. Another one by the last name of Hilliard. Another one by the last name of Copeland. Another one by the last name of, uh, of Hinn. Y'all might know their first names. I just bring those notable ones, others as well. But they, they were brought under fire because of the quote-unquote prosperity message. I have good news because the bad news was that these men are taking the, the people's money. They looked at the vehicles and the houses that these men of God were living in and then they called themselves comparing it to the people in the congregations to try to show that there was a big gulf between the two, which wasn't true at all because you pull up on some of the parking lots, you see some, okay, anyway, driving just as good. But anyway, they tried to do that. IRS shows up, checks their books and their numbers. I have good news. And that the the evil that the world's news system tried to bring upon these men of God and their ministries, they lost. They lost. And watch this now. And the monies that these ministries had to put out for attorneys to to, to handle and speak to these things. Watch this. God's going to make all of these news media people and all of these areas give it back. Read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. God will never let the world get away from, get away with, rather, what they have done to the church. There's another man by the last name of Price. Y'all may have heard of him. They put him in the news because they took pieces from what he said in church. And they, 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 they what do you call it when you cut it? Uh, edit it, and they put it together. 
and it made him sound bad. But the real deal is that he was making an analogy. But they, the news media put it out as if this is what he was saying. And just as an example of, of, the, the, of the world having to give it back, CNN had to come back on television after CCC, Crenshaw Christian Center. By the time CCC and Dr. Price got done with them, they had to come back on public television and offer a public apology. And then there's some undisclosed monies that came in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're going to teach you about faith tonight. So this man had a relationship, Elijah, with God. So he, he's the woman. She gives the, the she, she makes him one. I'm, I'm not sure what made her do it, but she makes the, the first fruit. She gives a first fruit offering to the man of God. Now, here's what, watch what's happening. It's a famine, y'all. You have one party who's trusting the Lord in the famine. Then you have another party who's preparing to die. Okay. So the one who's trusting God and getting fed in the famine continues to move and gets a piece of cake. In other words, God's still feeding him. God's still feeding him. He has his eating his and then he reverses the death cycle on this woman. She was preparing to die and once she gave, it released. Now, all of this, and I'm going to stop because it keeps, the story keeps going. He meets another woman. I'm sorry. She goes on. The son, this, it, the story just kind of keeps giving. And in between 17 and 1 of 1 Kings and then chapter 18 towards the tail end, you will find out that there's a man who was a man of prayer who prayed that it would not rain and the rain stopped. Uh, no rain. It stops. Three and a half years, no rain. When God had done what he needed to do, it was time now for rain to come back. This man goes up, puts his head between his knees, and he prays. Here comes a cloud. He prays again. And here comes a cloud. Size of a man's hand. That's right. Now, all of this activity is taking place because a man prayed. You got power in your prayer. Joshua. I'm just talking now. There was a battle that Joshua had to go into. I think it might be around Joshua chapter number 22, I think. Well, he went into battle. And he needed more time. Now, you got to understand this. God had already told Joshua, I have given you the victory. But he told him that before the fight even started. I have given you the victory. They go into battle. Okay. Now, as they're going into battle, Joshua recognizes that this thing is prolonged. So Joshua, the Bible says, and and Joshua talked to the Lord. He prayed. 
he talked to the Lord and requested of God more time. Y'all need to hear me. More time. I tell you, there's power in your prayers. And the man talked to God and God and, and, and told the son, you stay right over here. And the moon, you stay right over here and don't move. And for a whole day, about the Bible, about a whole day, the sun stayed up until they had completed the battle. And the Bible goes on and says, there has, this type of act has never been done up to that point and none after of its kind. Now, I bring that to the table because I need you to know that many you, you don't know what God wants to do until we connect with God. You will be surprised what God wants to do through you. You cannot you, you can't believe that Joshua knew he was going to have an opportunity to talk to God like that and have the son. He didn't wake up that morning looking to do that. So I'm going to stop there, but I, I want to make sure that we're stirred in the area of prayer. That we're stirred. Okay? Always understand, when you and I pray, we're not trying to get God to do something that he hadn't already intended to do. What we're really doing is aligning ourselves with him. We are harmonizing with him. Hello? Hello? When you and I pray, we are harmonizing with him. God is here. When we pray, we align ourselves with him. You do not stop praying, amen, until you align yourself with him. And when you and I align ourselves with him, you stay there until whatever he wants to do is done through you. You will find out that you don't even want stuff that you don't belong, you don't need to have. Hello? You can get in the place of God, with God, that you don't even want anything that he doesn't want. You can get in the place of God where you just, all of a sudden you just stop playing. Because the real deal is that some of us, you know, we come, we play church sometimes. Not all the time. Now the time. Sometimes we come, we do play. Sometimes we come, we play church. <coughs> I don't mean have fun. I'm talking we're playing. We ain't serious. You know, real carnal. Then, you know, some days we come, we're very serious because something doesn't happen. Okay, but we got to get in the place, man, where we, when we pray, God hears. His will is done in the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and the things, you will find the things that we wanted to happen starts happening. Your life gets better. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we bless you tonight. Just chasing you. The things that you wanted to say tonight.